0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle here that you know I got so in stereo podcast is back. I've got Tom with me. Ed is what's Ed doing, Tom?
1: Uh, No idea. He's he's a man of mystery. Sometimes he, he doesn't really let us know. He's just not
0: available. I think he, I think he might be sleeping right now. It's it's 8 p.m. Eastern time, which means it's like 7 in, <laughs> in his place. He's probably sleeping. He's not that old, <laughs> is he? Uh, I was actually waiting on him to uh, get on this podcast so I can ask if people were actually calling women tenderonies before, but (laughs) we'll have to wait until next time. (laughs) That sounds
1: like an 80s thing.
0: Well, Tom, we have a lot to talk about right now. Obviously, the Grammy nominations just came out. A lot of different categories for R&B. Uh, i got to actually pull up the the nominations right now, but what are your overall thoughts on what you saw at the time?
1: First of all, I don't think we've been able to stop talking about how Maya got nominated. Not because it's a joke, because we're happily surprised. She pretty much put out her album, Smooth Jones, by herself, funded herself, her own label. No one helped her, and it's just a shock. I don't really know if we've seen someone go that route and get nominated. So I thought that was a big achievement. And hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Uh, other than yeah. that, I was, I was happy to see a bunch of different indie R&B artists get nominated. You had the usual, typical major label nominations. I'm not even mad at those. It happens every year. But then you had Music Soul Child, Layla Hathaway. Um, who else? I'm trying to remember offhand. I'm pulling up the list, too.
0: Well, I just actually I have the list right now, but onto that point, you know, with Layla Hathaway and Music Soul Child, and, uh, and also Maya, you know, Music and Layla Hathaway have been nominated uh, for Grammys in the past, so it, I guess it kind of made sense that they would get nominated again, even though they are indie, you know, just because their names are, you know, they've been nominated before, but Maya, like you said, was a huge shocker. Um, like, I don't even know where that came from. Like, and, and not to say the album was bad because I enjoyed it, but. Like being that Maya's been gone for so long from the public eye, it's like who nominated it?
1: Yeah, can we can we mention that funny thing you told me? We won't mention the artist's name, but you had asked me nowadays if artists even know how to submit themselves for Grammy consideration because it's not automatic. You look you looked up the rules, right?
0: Yeah, I looked up the rules, and you know, as at the end of the day, with any. Thing that's going on whether it's an award show or business there's money involved it, it does get political and i think the grammy is no different you know um from the artist standpoint you got to submit your album to the grammy committee and i don't know if you know because going independent for an R V artist is such a new thing still i don't know if they really know how to do that and you know as i was looking up the rules and i could be wrong on this so somebody should correct me but it looks like you got to pay a hundred dollars to be a grammy uh, member, And then after that, you're able to submit your music to get nominated for awards. And I don't know, maybe some independent artists. It's, it's hard out here. Maybe they couldn't put in that $100.
1: Yeah, but imagine this. If you're an independent artist and your manager, as we've talked about, I think on Twitter you talked about recently, you hired your best friend as your manager with no industry experience. How are they going to know where to pay the $100, who to send their songs to, etc.? <laughs> you know? So it's realistic yeah. that they didn't even... I have one name. I'm not going to name this artist, but it's realistic that this artist probably didn't even submit at all, which is
0: sad. I can, I can, I can think about 10 other that probably didn't do the same, <laughs> but um, I just want to quickly go through the nominations, and uh, a lot of people that you know we love, a lot of people that we definitely support, and a lot of people that have you know showed us love in the past as well. Best R&B Performance, we've got BJ the Chicago Kid. Who's you know supported us? Ro James, who we've been following since the beginning. Music Soulchild, who you know, one of our biggest supporters. Um, Solange, uh, who I think rightfully deserves that nomination, and Rihanna, who I think is your favorite artist, Tom.
1: My favorite R&B artist. Yep. It's amazing that Music Soulchild <laughs> and Row James are facing off with Rihanna in a category
0: called R&B. Yeah, I don't. I really don't understand that one. Um, you know what's funny? Fair, I, mean, I will say one thing, though. Remember
1: yeah. how we used to ask, is this song R&B? We used to play a song and say, is this R&B? Should we post it? How does the yep. Grammys know what's R&B? Like, how do they determine if something is R&B?
0: I don't know. I mean, they have a committee. I don't know if, you know, everyone from that committee votes on every single nomination or if they... You know, segregated, segregated based on the expertise of each member. I don't know. We we need to do, we need to do our Google research on that. I think, Tom, <laughs> we need to submit that hundred dollars and become members ourselves. Do we get a vote? <laughs> and then we can then we can change things around here. And then, do we get to vote? <laughs> I I don't know. I oh, don't okay. think so. Okay. Imagine but us. We'll, we'll figure that out.
1: We'd be in the meetings, uh, fighting with everyone over these nominations. I already know it.
0: It's like no. <laughs> not this one, not that one. <laughs> uh, but that's our uh, best R&B performance. And strangely enough, strangely enough now Tom, there's something called the best traditional R&B performance. Wouldn't you say I do by Music Soul Child is traditional R&B?
1: Well, yeah, this doesn't really make any sense. How is BJ so, Chicago kids sl- in, in both categories? What's the difference?
0: Well, the t- best traditional R&B performance, you've got William Bell, BJ the Chicago Kid, Fantasia, Layla Hathaway, and Joe Scott. Not a lot of complaints there. Um, I think you had made a mention that BJ Chicago Kid, um, you know, he's, he was nominated a couple of times, and his album actually is actually pretty solid, but I don't know. That, that was interesting just to see BJ get so much love from the Grammys.
1: What do you mean not a lot of complaints? We don't even know who William Bell is hold on let me let me click on his wikipedia
0: (laughs) i'm serious dude he's dude he's 70 hold on he's 77 years old let him have his grammy nomination let's
1: keep it real though you can't be like there's no complaints and you don't even know
0: who someone is i'm just saying uh my bad (laughs) all right moving forward we've got the best r&b song do we really have to go through this uh category
1: Well, how is Maxwell in a category with these people? I don't even understand. This is like a disgrace to Maxwell.
0: So so we've got Maxwell, we've got Party Next Door with Drake, we've got Bryson Tiller, we've got Rihanna, and we've got Tory Lanez. Poor Maxwell. Jeez. I sure hope he pulls through that one, because I don't know.
1: (laughs) They're trying to send Maxwell to the grave.
0: Jeez. (laughs) Best Urban Contemporary Album. Um, we've got Beyonce Galant King Anderson Pack, and Rihanna I felt like if this was all just the newcomers it would have been a pretty interesting nomination uh, category but then you throw Beyonce and Rihanna in there and it doesn't look like King stands a chance
1: this is just like a bunch of random people I don't even know what this category <laughs> means but yeah. it's just like they throw a bunch of people into it <laughs> I <don't> understand
0: hmm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we've got the best R&B album, BJ the Chicago Kid, Layla Hathaway's live album, Terrace Martin, Mint Condition's Christmas album, and Maya. It's... Hmm. I I know (laughs) that
1: uh, Ed mentioned he wasn't mad at this year's, but it's a lot of random selections here. I don't don't know. I don't quite get it.
0: Should we... Yeah... I I know what you mean like at least for me i'm happy to see people like mint condition and layla hathaway get nominated because they're truly talented artists but i don't know like the album itself it's a it's a holiday album another the other one is a live album like how are you supposed to compare a bj chicago kid album with a live album
1: yeah i I mean she did have a couple new songs on it The, the song angel was number one for a number of weeks but still yep Let's, t- let's roll this into our, our article on the biggest snubs, because there were some people who really should have been chosen, and they didn't get chosen. Number one, probably top of all of our list being Tweet, with her album, yep. Charlene. That, that was a solid album. Even Monica's album, I know you like that one.
0: Yeah, but her- I don't think it... Well, Well, here's the thing, right? Where does that Monica album fit into these categories?
1: Hey, man, I'm going with conspiracy theory. I'm going with conspiracy theory. The label knew they were going to drop her, so they didn't even bother to submit her.
0: You think that was the same thing with Usher? (laughs) Usher, I think Usher. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure Usher's off RCA after this this album, so.
1: I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Could have been. If the Grammy board has ears, they probably didn't select that Usher album on purpose it was that hard well, come to on work, man huh? it was, it was <laughs> you know how much negative we never get negative feedback like that we saw so much negative feedback towards that usher album he just yeah man, yeah i i'm man. sorry usher <laughs> we still love you plus usher gave up on the album which is like that's almost like admitting to the fact that it was it was the wrong direction to me
0: Giving up means he would have started on it. I don't think that he even bothered to promote it.
1: <laughs> Jeez. I, I don't know. But what That was like anyways. a train wreck. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll just run down a couple others who definitely were worthy of consideration. Fonte and Eric Roberson with their joint album. Lion Babe with their debut. Kiki Wyatt. Her album Rated Love. Anthony Hamilton's album and then babyface and keith sweat just a few others we would have liked to see um yeah but overall i'm glad some people did get picked i mean i I wish we could see like or even interview the people who made these selections and get their you know get their feedback it'd be interesting but
0: i'm actually more interested interested to see which albums got submitted into the grammys for nominations I've seen some in the past. you're able to find that I've seen yeah I've seen some in the past from from previous years um, of just the major label submissions and literally like Motown submitted neo's last album for like 20 different categories hoping one of them would stick so,
1: did it get, um did, did any stick
0: I don't remember I, I don't think I want to say I don't think I, any I, I did, Maybe Religious, uh, I think, that got nominated. Bit. Yeah, I think Religious that got nominated, right. but that was about it. Yeah.
1: I still play While we're doing live...
0: Yeah, it was a good album, but we're doing live uh, Wikipedia research on our podcast. Like, how unprepared are we for this?
1: Well, typically, people have, like, a, a staff that does this stuff behind the scenes and then hands us a piece of paper with the information. We don't have that yep. that benefit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need some interns.
1: <laughs> yep, we do. Disclaimer, we need interns. Yeah. All right. yep. And the results are in. Wait a second. This can't... Oh, wait, here we go. No, you didn't get nominated.
0: Well, you can't win them all, I guess. Damn. But anywho, um, an interesting year for... R&B in 2016, to say the least. Um, I would even say that I was disappointed in 2016, R&B. Tom? You're,
1: be- you're being nice. It was a bad year.
0: Yeah, it, it was pretty... What? See, I think the problem is... <sighs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go first. Well, we started the site
1: in 2009. It's And I look at this as probably up there with probably the worst year so far. I mean... Well, is there another year you have in mind? <clears throat> well, I remember last year. Well, last year was solid. I remember 2014. I think it was being pretty average too. I'd have to do some more yep. research, but I, I pretty comfortably say this is the worst one we've had. And uh, my, in my yeah. opinion, it's it's just because you know the artists we cover, '90s artists, you know, they're not releasing music as frequently. They're really not putting their You're effort. Right into it like they used to because they know it's not going to sell like it used to like joe was even yeah, yeah. threatening to retire and then yep artists aren't on labels anymore They're, they don't really know what to do so it's man I, i'll say i always say it and i'll say it again it's not going to come back we're witnessing the, the destruction and it's not coming back your turn though
0: i mean it's scary to think about that I think one of the things we mentioned there's just not enough outlets for R&B artists to promote their stuff anymore like at the end of the day with them promoting their music on social media that's cool and it's awesome to adapt with times but their core audience is not on social media so it's important to find a way to connect the audience with the artist and I'm not really sure how we're gonna get to that point I think there needs to be more TV shows but yeah, I mean, this year was it was disappointing to say the least. Um, you know a lot I, of the artists you know I, that
1: I you know you know what I like to see though uh, you I'll let you finish I'll go ahead it.
0: go ahead. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, you know, a lot of artists that have you know exceeded our expectations in the past or have really you know shaped you know the, the shaped the industry and shaped the genre. They all came out with some pretty disappointing albums. You know, obviously Usher being one of them. Um, Alicia Keys, I respect the album. I know what she was trying to do, but just sonically, it wasn't what I wanted from Alicia Alicia Keys. Um, quite frankly, the Beyonce album, I know she's more into that pop lane, but obviously she's Beyonce and she's rooted in R&B. The Lemonade album, I don't really feel like was that strong either in terms of for the genre of R&B. Um, so, you know, a lot of our favorites didn't really come through for us this year, and it's sort of like a trickling down effect after that
1: well you know Tyrese did it with his album he got into creative marketing I know he's a celebrity so he can do some different things but man these artists just aren't out there working like they think the old format's still going to work where they just show up at a couple radio stations put their single at radio and then just put their album in Best Buy that's not going to work anymore Artists have to get creative with marketing to their fans. And I love what Charlie Wilson's doing with his new album that's coming out next year. Everyone who pre-orders a ticket. Yeah, about that. Yeah, if you pre-order a ticket to his tour, you get a copy of the album free. And I think that's going to be awesome for his first week's sales. And I think that's the way it should be. I've been saying albums, it's going to be tough to sell them in the future. So I just want, I mean, the industry has adapted. And now it's time to see if artists are going to adapt to it. And so far, I'd say they haven't.
0: No, I, I don't think they have either. You look at some of the pop artists and, you know, the stuff going on on Urban, they've gladly adapted to streaming and, and, you know, with Spotify and all that stuff. And, you know, we've seen artists this year even, they put out their albums and you can't even find it on Spotify. Like Silk's album, you couldn't even find it under their page. It was under some other page. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. And, you know... It, it's so sad because today I was actually looking at uh, Bobby V's Wikipedia page and his la- his his latest album, it's not even listed on uh, his Wikipedia page. Like, I don't know if it's because there's no interest for Bobby V or the album, but you know, I remember back in the day, like, every R&B album would have its own Wikipedia page because there was that excitement. It was actually a major release and now, you know, you put out an album and, you know, it just no one really cares anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm really um, nervous but, to see what's going to happen when, Mar- when Mary decides to put her- this next album. I was just asking when the release date is. I thought it was supposed to come out yesterday, yep. Mary's new album. Uh, yeah. What is it called? Um, I-, I can't think of the title. Does it have a Ascent title? of a woman or something. It like- has a title already? Yeah.
0: Oh, it yeah. Does. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: But yep. her-, her single one, number one, and they didn't put the album out to coincide with that. So... It's almost like I wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Why didn't they? um yeah, Strength of a woman. Sorry. What? Would it, what made them decide not to do it like that? Are they going to prepare a different type of uh, rollout? But we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. But this is like the probably one of yeah, the biggest I mean, I, artists we have. She's got. She, if Mary doesn't no, do agree. well, the genre is going to
0: suffer. A hundred percent. I mean, that single, Thick of It, that's actually climbing up Urban as well. I don't know if they're trying to wait for it to catch on at Urban and Rhythmic and the rest of the uh, of the uh, radio before they release the album. But, I mean, if you're talking about a perfect time to release it, it was right when the single peaked at Urban AC. Because, you know, at the end of the day, that's her core fan base. And if right. she's waiting on Urban and Rhythmic to pick up, I mean, good luck. But that that's a tough climb right there.
1: That's scary if they're doing that because that's not her fans. They're not going to buy her album. Come on. Yeah. I mean, Mary's yeah. been out for for uh, almost 25 years now. She's in her mid-40s. I mean, yeah. her fans are, have grown with her. They're not... Kids aren't going to buy her. Oh man. Maybe they'll stream it if anything, yeah. but you know. I don't know, man. I mean, at the end of the day, though, on, on, on the positive side, she could tour for life. I mean, she's been on tour with Maxwell and she could do shows forever. So this isn't going to make or break her career, this album. But yep. you still want to see these artists yeah. do well, you know?
0: All right, Tom. Pop quiz. You ready? Shoot. There there are four artists or five artists on um, the urban radio right now that are females. I'll name three of them. So you've got Mary J. You've got Rihanna. You've got Beyonce. Who are the other two?
1: Wait. Are they rappers or singers? Nope, they're singers. Oh, man. On Urban Radio? Yep.
0: There's two others.
1: I'm scared. One of them should be Tanache, but I know it isn't. It's not, no. I mean, if they... All right, I'll give you... Wait, it, it you give up or you... It's not Seven, right?
0: No, Seven is one of them. Really? What song? The song was Gucci Mane, so oh, it's not really R <laughs> <okay. laughs> and B. Okay. And the other one is Mila J, but I wanted to mention Seven because her album's actually come out coming out in January.
1: Mila coming is coming out. Mila J is a single out.
0: Yeah, it's the the Coolin' the Gang sample. Oh okay. Yeah. But Seven's coming out with her album soon. Um she has that new song out that I know you really like before I do. That's oh, like man. some nineties R and B.
1: It's in our top 100 of the year. Great song. Which
0: is funny because we, we, we don't normally post songs you know, in December of that year to be on our top 100. But I think when we all heard it, we were like, yeah, this is the one.
1: Right. Well, I don't think yeah. Ed is going to say that, though.
0: You know him. Yeah. So is this eligible for next year as well? or? Uh, <laughs> we might have to alter the rules for that. We might have to see how to, we might have to see how 2017 R&B goes.
1: Yeah, we were remember we thought we were gonna have a rough time making a top 100 this this time around, but we did get to it. So
0: yeah, I think we all had a lot of similar songs too, which was kind of funny because yeah. it's normally not like that. Right. Um, you mentioned But yeah, the, I'm afraid. Uh, you know, you, uh, can I
1: just could I add on to this horrible year for R&B argument?
0: What's up? You mentioned
1: yep. you mentioned Mila J. Well, what about her sister Janae Eco? I can't believe that single she put out, man. Maniac.
0: Yeah, that was disappointing because she's actually carved up a lane for herself. You know, I you know yeah, I would, yeah. I like I wouldn't say that we're the biggest Mila. I mean uh, Janae uh, supporters on the site because she clearly is targeted to another demographic. But it worked for her, and that's what got her to this point. And to see her throw it all away for some—I don't what kind of song is that? Tom, describe it. <laughs>
1: uh, trendy. I'll just say that much. I mean, yeah, like
0: like for some trendy music. That's like I, I get it. You know, she did post to be it blew up, and you know clearly she was the highlight of that song. But you know, I think those type of things you just want to see it every so often as opposed to you know, it being her lead single, but what you going to do, Tom? Well,
1: the worst part is I feel like she made such great momentum bringing a soulful sound to radio, and now it's like she's just throwing it away. Like, she could have opened the door for more of that, and it's over.
0: (laughs) Well, we can blame Big Sean for that. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. But I was going to say, Tom, I'm really afraid about this 7 Streeter album coming out because... Man, like to me and I love Seven, we both love Seven. Like I love her grind, like she's been grinding for so long, even before her her solo career, she was with a Rich Girl. And she's she's worked so hard, but I don't know. She I feel like they should have put out the the album when uh It Won't Stop came out and now we're like four years later and I can't see this going well.
1: Man. We love Seven Street or two and she always shows us love. I remember Yep. When Atlantic first invited us to go interview her at the, at the label and, you know, it's that was like four years ago. That's crazy. It's... Exactly. I just think Atlantic um, Atlantic hasn't figured out... It's always unfortunate when the artists get stuck in this circumstance, but what are you going to do? I mean, that's the industry. They got to make money. Yep.
0: Yep. Now, Tom, one artist that I'm really excited about, he just put out his EP and that's Lloyd. He somehow managed to... You know, figured out a situation for himself in 2016 R&B. He had the single "True," which is obviously going to be in our top 100. And he just put out his EP. What does Lloyd need to do? You know, knowing the circumstances, what does he need to do to survive in this in this industry?
1: Well, he got he smartened up. He went back to high school and got his diploma, right? Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he sure did that. So and now he's now he's posing as Tarzan on his album cover. So. <laughs> that's
1: yeah. Um, I don't know about the album cover, but I don't even know if he really has a place. I mean, it's, it's like once you hit thirty, it gets tougher every year after that. You're not looked at as cool yeah. anymore. You know, it's it's tough. That's just the way it goes, though. You know. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, it'll be interesting but, to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's off to a good start, but it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to continue it. And on our end, obviously, Tom, I think, you know, our readers know with certain artists, when we post them on our Facebook page, we always use a specific picture to, po- <laughs> you know, to go with the post, right? Yep. So we've got, we've got Justin Timberlake with the braids. <laughs> oh, man. We've got, we've got Robin Thicke with the Jesus hair. Yes uh what else we have michael jackson with the tiger
1: yes <laughs> i love that one
0: I love um it. i think that might be think it. who else there is that might be it i think we may have done something on prince but i could be wrong oh but man with the pr- lloyd i think
1: oh there's a chico de barge <laughs> one too There's like chico de barge from the 80s yep. he, he was wearing like half a shirt it was yeah
0: yep That's exactly what I'm talking about, and uh, I think Lloyd's Tarzan album cover is gonna have to be included on that very special list.
1: (laughs) Wow, he made the list. Yep,
0: he (laughs) made the list.
1: Oh boy. Oh
0: man. So,
1: what else is coming out? uh, In R we're done with R&B for 2016. There's no more albums.
0: Yeah, we're done with it. Um, Actually, 2017, I just spoke to Sean Garrett recently in an interview, you know, super producer. He's really hyping up this Avery Wilson uh, project that's coming out. Um, You know, he put out two singles. Was it this year or was it last? It was last year, right? Last year. You know, Sean was telling us that, you know, those were just teasers, you know, to get us ready for the new album that's coming out. Tom, I got to be honest with you. When I heard that, I knew it was a lie. There's no way that they planned on those being teasers.
1: And that's someone you're invited to the it, podcast. You're calling them a liar.
0: Damn. Let's keep it real, guys. Like, <laughs> I get it. The singles didn't work. You got to own up to it, right? Well, what, what's that usher? You got What's that usher line? It's got to count for something, right? This,
1: yeah, but I was at. I remember being at an a uh, uh, release event for an album. And I'm not going to name the artist. But they told me, it it pretty much flopped. No one even knew about it. And they said, oh, it's just a soft release. Like, they just make up terms. Hmm. Soft release? If it's in the store, how is it a soft release? I mean, remember, remember the term buzz single? I love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, just acknowledge that the single didn't work. Tell them that you're going back in the studio to perfect it. And move on. But don't give us this whole, you know, it's a teaser thing. But, you know, like I said, Sean was really hyping up Avery Wilson's album. Um, Avery Wilson is obviously probably the best young R&B singer out there. And Sean is obviously an established uh, writer and producer. So hopefully we get something in 2017 that's, that's great, well, especially from one of these younger artists.
1: Here's what I've been thinking about. does this even make sense for an artist... Look what Keith Sweat did. He releases an album like every five years, and then he tours, you know, f- forever. Do you think it even makes sense for artists to release an album? And I have I have my answer, but you can give me like say say like um, a Joe should he even bother with another album? What's your answer?
0: Um, that's interesting. I, you know what? I'm gonna go with, and this is I'm just speaking in terms of the urban AC artists. I'm gonna go with no. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, Only because. Ah. Uh, no, well here's no. Here's my thing though. His single, uh, if I can have you back or whatever it is, it reached. I yeah. think it's what number three on Urban AC. Yeah. Why not just continually invest your money into singles, every you know six months or whatever, and have this have the uh, song just blow up on radio. Then at least at least your voice is always gonna be on the radio. Knowing you know and knowing that no one's or rarely anyone's going to buy the album, why not just invest the money into singles? That's my so thought anyway.
1: You're saying only put out a, put out singles and don't put out an album?
0: Yeah, every single that you put out, just push it to radio. Oh, well, look I at think the competition the pro- on Urban AC.
1: I think the problem with that is it's hard to make a single every time out like a hit single. Like at least if you make 15 songs, you know one of them is going to be a single. If you just do one song. You know, then what if it's not the one and then it flops miserably and people hate it? It could hurt the artist. Well, I mean,
0: mean, look, at on on Urban AC, AC, I don't think the most important thing is, like, catchiness or or anything that, you know, we define as a single. You know, you have a lot of piano ballads on Urban AC. I don't know. So I, I feel like it can be done. It might be a little crazy to think about it like that, but hey... What like, are you who saying? would have thought that...
1: <laughs> you saying piano ballads aren't <laughs> hits? I love it. <laughs>
0: that is true, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Who like, would have thought what? Well, no. Like, who would have thought an artist like Major... You know, he's a new artist, but he's top 10 on Urban AC. Like, with no push. Like, I've never... Like we obviously know him because we're R and B fanatics, but there's there hasn't I don't think any of the major outlets have picked up on that song yet. It's top ten on Urban AC. It's a piano song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have my uh, counterpoint. I think it is important for for artists to release an album because I feel like putting on an album leads to more interest in getting booked for tours. If you don't have any new material out, you might not get booked as much, and people might lose. Even if people aren't buying it, I don't think the goal should be sales at this point. I think it should just be um, strategically used as a, as a way to get, continue to get booked for shows. That's my mm. opinion. I mean,
0: um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if you have a single that's buzzing on radio right now, and you have a decent catalog, you're going to get booked. I don't think the new album is going to, you know, you know, have that much effect well, as it maybe once did.
1: I think we're kind of agreeing. I'm not saying that. Um, yeah. I'm saying you still need to have a single at radio, you know, buzzing, or else yeah. no one's going to know the album even came out. Yeah. But, but I still think, I don't know if if we've never seen an artist just do singles, so it's hard for me to envision how it would work. I mean, maybe that's the next wave. Maybe that's where artists are going to go. Because Tom, get
0: RL on the line. We're gonna sign him. <laughs> so you know, I got so records. We're gonna push out singles every six months, and we're gonna get this going.
1: Well, you got. You're gonna have to sign next. They're back together, you
0: know. Oh, but they're too expensive, Tom. We just need one.
1: <laughs> RL can make hits. Don't
0: need all of them. RL can
1: make hits, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if anyone tries that. I think it would. I think it could work. I mean we're still waiting for John B's album. Shout out to Miss Superwife. I know she's waiting more than than we are. Even though we love John yeah. B, she's the biggest fan, but uh it's been what almost five. It's been 5 years now. And he's still getting he yeah. does shows every weekend. He's his schedule is full. So he doesn't necessarily yep. need the album, but still.
0: No, but I, I think they're going to stick with the album. I, I think my idea is probably a little too forward-thinking for the time being, but it'll be interesting to see if that's the route that the industry actually goes in. I doubt it is, because there's just too much competition on, you know, the other formats, but I think it would work for Urban AC. Hmm.
1: What do you mean by competition? You know, know, what do you mean, like, by competition not allowing it to work?
0: On other formats? Yeah, say you Uh, have a hit single. Like, say, say,
1: like, just imagine... Like, um, what was that hip-hop artist uh, that had that, like, joke song out and then he got dropped?
0: Broccoli? Oh, no, no like, I know who you're talking about. A few I, years yeah, ago, he I, signed it. I forget his...
1: To Def Jam. Oh,
0: Trinidad James. Yeah, Trinidad like, James.
1: Like, the amount of money he made of sales of singles and of street, uh, you know, plays on YouTube, that's monetized, too. Yep. You know, that... That's profitable. Yep. So... What, what, you know, what what would putting out an album have benefited him?
0: Nothing, to be honest. I mean, I guess the one problem with that is the, the, the image of the artist. I mean, if you're just constantly putting out singles, then maybe you're not going to be viewed as, you know, an artist anymore. You're just going to be a singles artist. Yeah. I don't know um on a more interesting news tom you know i was talking about broccoli didn't you recently get into a fight with someone on twitter because you oh, dissed drum
1: i'm so glad you brought this up <laughs> this person was a supposed supporter of you know i got soul but they
0: argued hey with me. mate whoa, whoa, whoa tom she might still be a supporter but go on she unfollowed the site and now she's not a
1: supporter (laughs) that's so messed up i'm trying to have a civil debate i didn't even diss the guy i just said the type of singing you're going to get in a song like broccoli is all you're going to hear in the future of mainstream and
0: that's that's a fair comment
1: and that was looked at as a diss of that singer because according to her he he actually can sing which may or may not be true i have no idea
0: Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, if you present yourself in a way like Broccoli, that's all we know. Yeah. And maybe that's unfair because maybe he does have other music out and we just haven't listened to it yet. But, you know, to your point, I think you were just saying that this is the standard on on Urban right now. And if we're going to let that be the standard, then you can expect a lot more of those type of songs. Well,
1: I did call him Broccoli Guy. (laughs) It's
0: okay. (laughs) but that's how he presents himself so what am I supposed to do yep you know what's interesting though I was on uh, Amazon today sometimes I like to read the Amazon reviews because you know a lot of the users usually post a review after um, you know they listen to the album when it comes out I think our, our reader Derek Dunn actually reviews a lot of albums on Amazon but you know, I was looking up reviews on uh, Maya's debut album. It came out in what, nineteen ninety eight, I believe.
1: Ninety nine was it? Ninety eight,
0: ninety nine. And you know, there's actually reviews from that time when the album came out. So in nineteen ninety nine, people were saying Maya can't sing. I mean, and it's like okay, if Maya if Maya can't sing, then what's this broccoli dude <laughs> on that song? On that song. Let me let me save myself there. What is the broccoli dude on that song consider? Oh boy.
1: The tweets are already rolling in. Right. Yeah, we haven't we haven't even posted this are... yet. Jeez. Man. Well it's rough Tom. I just it's like I said, if you go from Shaka Khan to Maya, you're gonna think she can't sing. But that's just not it's not fair to, to even compare. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Wait a second, I, Crazy just realized, I, I just thought of something Do we have any female no. versions of future? Like all these new style Ty Dolla $ign, future, etc Do we have any female versions of that?
0: Ed would probably give you a better answer than I do um, I No, I don't I guess that seven Streeter song is sort of No, I mean like an artist form.
1: though Like an artist who is just That's their style now
0: it beats me there might be on soundcloud somewhere
1: <laughs> it probably is somewhere but there's none in the mainstream if it's interesting to me
0: not yet anyway
1: oh can't wait <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> um now moving on to 2017 really quickly tom um three artists right now that you're looking forward to new out uh, new music from who's on, pull- your, who's on your mind right now
1: can i pull up my list of uh we did have a list of artists who needed to drop an album in 2016. And a lot
0: of them How, did. Can we... Alright.
1: Let me go back to that, because that's still relevant. Not everyone did. Yeah. Because yep. I got B- a
0: couple to add to that list.
1: Okay, hold on.
0: Yep. Well, while, while we're waiting,
1: why don't you tell me who's
0: at the top of your mind? Um... I'm drawing a blank here. Um Oh, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank here, Tom. I had it. We'll wait for your list first. Oh he'll, man. He'll probably come back to me. Yeah. I'm in, I'm on one right now, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well we did get um We did get Maxwell, who we were waiting for a long time and we didn't know. Um we're waiting for 112 still. I mean, they, yep. were ru- they were rumored to be working on music. We're waiting for Brandy still. That's another one.
0: That's one we tweeted out yesterday. It's been... We're past four years now, so a Brandy album should be surfacing, and we've heard nothing about it, so... What else are we going to do, Tom, aside from waiting?
1: And someone, a Brandy fan tweeted us that... um they don't mind the wait. They said they don't if it's if it's uh shorter than 4 years, then it's too too often. I never heard that one before. Like who doesn't want new music? I I don't know.
0: Yeah, especially cuz I mean, 4 years is a lot of time. Especially yeah. for someone like Brandy who I think is only, you know, she has she's literally separated every album, you know, by 4 years. So there can't be that much Brandy music out there.
1: Right. Uh, who else I'm trying to think off the top of my head yeah well, I had is, someone who, in mind but what is the sweet spot that um, alright I got the list but before I go yep. what's the sweet spot of it I, personally I like I like two years every two, two years to, two
0: to three two to three years Um, here's the problem though Tom Back in the day, R&B and hip-hop and just the sound of radio, it would change every two to three years. Right. So you would always get something fresh from the artists. It seems like this turn-up thing has been going on for, I want to say, four years now. Yeah. Has it been going on? It's been going on for quite some time, and we seem to be stuck on in that. And um, So, you know... With that said, like a lot of urban AC artists, they don't adapt to those type of sounds, and thankfully they don't, but if they don't do that, then they're stuck to recreating the same thing that they've done in the past, and creating an album every two years of stuff that sounds the same as something you did you know, two years ago, it doesn't really work from a longevity standpoint, in my opinion, anyway. I mean... I guess, but what if you love the album and you want to hear more of it? Well, looking at 2016, I don't know how many albums you want to hear more. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> I don't on, know. man. We have our top ten <laughs> list. Mind.
1: All right. You ready for these artists? So the artist we've been waiting the longest for now, probably, is A. Marie. Yep. I don't, think, I don't know if she's ever going to come out with another album.
0: You know, Amory and LaToya, man, I don't think... You're right, I don't think either of us, either of them will. Well, LaToya, <laughs> she just put out a new single. Yeah, she put out a single like two years ago as well, and where's the album?
1: Well, at least she's signed to a label to put out an album. But she's uh, she's been acting, I think, she's or something. She's on TV know. now. Yeah, she's yeah. on TV now. So next up, we said 112, Anthony Hamilton came out. We're still waiting on Brandy. Carl Thomas... He hasn't had one since, I think, 2011. Yep. So I'm not sure what the holdup is there. Uh, Chico DeBarge, it's been since 2009, I think. So yeah. that's that's going on eight years. Deborah Cox, uh, I'm not sure how long it's been. I think at least five years. El DeBarge, it's yep. been about six years. Eric Benet just came out. Fantasia came out. Genuine, our boy. His last album was what, two thousand
0: ten, eleven? Ten? Ten, yeah. Two thousand yeah.
1: What do you think he's uh the holdup is for him?
0: He does a lot of shows. Um, yeah. you know I don't think I don't I don't think his his focus is making music anymore. I mean he, to be fair, he did put out TGT like three right. years ago. So that sort of counts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean I, I think he loves uh, he loves the stage. He's not real... Didn't he say this once? He's not really... The, he doesn't enjoy the studio. Could have sworn exactly. he said that, but... yeah. Yep. So then, uh, John B., uh, Maxwell came out. Music Soulchild came out. Raphael Sadiq, I don't know if they feel ever... Who knows what's going on with him.
0: I mean, he just... did so, Lodge's album, so... That's probably his focus now. Yeah.
1: Which... Is fine.
0: That's fair. I mean, he probably made so much more money doing that album.
1: Yeah. But, so that that wraps up um, the list.
0: Yeah. Uh Mario obviously is one I had in mind, but that wasn't really the one that I was thinking about. Um uh, When was the last Kishi Cole album? That's been a while, hasn't it? Two
1: thousand thirteen was it?
0: Oh two thousand and fourteen. Oh, it's only been two years. <laughs> Do we count that album? It wasn't very good. <laughs> oh come on man. <laughs> i'm just kidding you know who was um, uh, anywho, tom what
1: more surprise that didn't get nominated for a grammy was tank
0: yeah yeah, yeah. well mm, i mean no, because
1: I he was okay. on a major and i don't know
0: yeah but in, none of his songs were really like what what category would you put it in
1: the traditional uh, performance R and B, whatever the hell they call it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't That's know. Fair. I'm out of loss for words. Yep. yep. I don't think that label thing is ever going to work out, though. Are they still going to go with that?
0: I don't know. Damn. R and B money? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Times are rough. Alright Tom, we've been at this for about an hour now Let's, uh, let's get into our food discussion Really quickly Can I just say I one more thing busy people.
1: One more thing about Tank Just for Lachelle Wallace Tank is the most posted artist we have on our site With 153 posts Wow That's 48 posts ahead of Raheem Devon I'm sure, that hmm. she'll, I'm sure she'll be excited about that
0: <laughs> Oh lord <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, moving into the food
0: all right, food discussion. I'm trying to think here. Dude, well, Chris, we got the holidays coming up.
1: Chris Brown is our fourth most posted artist. I blame you for that one.
0: We gotta embrace all of it. Hey, Chris Brown is still R and B. I mean, he's like probably like the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Before they ventured off into like that trap stuff. All right. Oh, you know who I was gonna say? I was gonna say Trey Songs. For, for a guy of his, 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 like his stardom, it's kind of been a while.
1: Uh well, he, did have, he, he did have those few projects and like surprise mixtapes yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Alright, we've got the food discussion coming up, Tom. Um, let, let's 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 change it a little bit. Let's not talk about food. Let's talk about Christmas presents. Because oh, we all man. love Christmas presents. Uh, what's something that you enjoyed receiving on Christmas when you were younger? What's oh, your most man. memorable gift?
1: When I was a kid, I loved Legos. That comes to mind for some reason. That's kind of nerdy, nice. though, I think. <laughs> I used to build castles <laughs> and stuff. And then that got boring fast, and I moved on to video games. Man, it was man. the best for getting <laughs> video games on Christmas. Yep. What's yours?
0: Well, um, so when I was younger, my aunt would always get me a Batman action figure each year I would receive a new Batman action figure and then when I you know got into video games I remember when I was I think it was 1999, 1990, no 1998 I got an N64 for Christmas mm-hmm. and it came with the uh, James Bond uh, 007 Goldeneye game Yeah, let me tell you that game right there is probably at the top 10 game of all time
1: Oh, definitely. The multiplayer? Yep. Oh man. Yep. Golden Gun. Jeez.
0: Yeah. All right, Tom. What is what is your least favorite Christmas gift?
1: Of course, when you get clothes. Who wants clothes for Christmas? Socks, like a, a
0: button-up shirt.
1: Yep. Ooh, new yep. underwear. Is
0: that what? Is that what? Is that what Marlene got you this year? <laughs>
1: we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully uh, not.
0: Then we'll have a part. We'll have a part two of this podcast.
1: It better come with a receipt, if so.
0: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be you interesting. It'd be interesting to see what everyone else got for Christmas. Miss Super you got to tell us what you got.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wanna, we got to hear everyone's, yep. especially if there are CDs under the tree.
0: Oh man. <laughs> oh man. No, I think those days are gone. Yeah, that used to be a thing once upon a time, though. I'll tell you a funny story, Tom.
1: I don't even have a CD player in the house.
0: Did you have a CD player on your computer? No. Damn. Times are (laughs) changing. I'll tell you a funny story before we get out of here. So, it was about... I was in ninth grade at the time, right? And those that know me know that, you know, I was a huge Ashanti stan. Or fan. I don't want to use the word stan. That gets us in trouble. I was a big Ashanti fan. This is, there's this girl that I liked in high school. I'm not gonna say her name, uh, but as a Christmas gift, I got her the Ashanti Concrete Roses album CD. I got it in the store, Tom. Wow. And then she listened to it. I asked her what she thought. She told me she only liked two songs on the album.
1: <laughs> Damn. And that yeah, was, was over. It was tough. That's
0: when he knew it was over. And yeah, pretty that pretty much. Pretty much what song what two Wait, songs let me okay see I remember this too that's what makes <laughs> it funny so, so uh the first one was the single only you and the second song was uh, freedom freedom
1: huh
0: I remember being I being, I remember really being upset about this because she didn't like don't let them she didn't like don't leave me alone she Dang. didn't like the song with Lloyd it, it, it was disappointing
1: she probably but did, she probably did the, I think she did the Buddha sample to these songs that's the only explanation
0: <laughs> and, and for everyone listening there the Buddha sample is when I listen to a song for 20 seconds and determine if it's a good song or not <laughs> I think Lachelle Wallace actually no our guest Lachelle still does that she goes on Amazon and previews a, a song for 30 seconds and then makes her decision on whether she likes it or not wow it's a real thing. It's a real thing. But anywho, I know we've got another podcast that we're going to be doing. We're going to get Ed on it. Um, it's going to be a lot more fun. I had a couple of ideas for this podcast that I really wanted to you know, do, but we need Ed for it. So, Tom, um, I'll probably talk to you soon for our next podcast. But until then, uh, we're out.
1: All right. Peace.
0: All right. Peace.